On this episode of On The Record, we're looking at a business that accelerated during the pandemic, a woman who doesn't quit or slow down as relaxing for her is investigating a new trader's skill, mother, wife, and bagel aficionado, Brittany Zavala Canonis of Britain Co. Bagels. Strap in as we go On The Record. Who's the co? The, uh, technically my kids and my husband, but... <laughs> so they're there They're there for you anytime that you need a little aid, maybe giving yes. you the, the mixer, or the, you know, Making whatever Making boxes, stamping, curbside. This is a kind of a crazy story of, you know, what happened with you here with the bagels and going into the pandemic, because I read somewhere that you single-handedly put out 8,000 bagels during March 2020, like, alone, essentially. Oh, Yeah. You know how big that number is? 8,000? Yeah, oh, I know. I didn't sleep. He's like, yeah. How many yeah. people live in Mamaroneck? <laughs> like 17,000. So you supplied half of Mamaroneck's town with bagels, essentially. Correct. There's how many, how many bagels per day is that? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. My forte is not math. My forte is just, you know, making bagels, working hard, and I guess technically being a mom. But I don't really know how great I am at that right now with the hours I work. So this, you were doing this though. You've been yeah. doing baking for a long time. Mm-hmm. You made bagels for a long time. And if you hear any munching in the background, that's Justin and Noom's eating bagels. They're probably delicious. They're Sorry, really very good. good. Thank you. So Jamie, let you coast on this for a little bit. While I finish yeah, the bagel. You guys, we've got <laughs> serious business in. to talk over here. So uh, this wasn't new to you. You didn't just say, "All right, I'm gonna make bagels all of a sudden," no. just because the pandemic hit and people needed food. But it did feel like it really motivated the business to do bigger Absolutely. things. Absolutely. I had no intention of making it a business. This was more the pandemic was coming. My small business had to close. And my husband called and said, Aiden's not going to be in school. What should I go and get? We're going to be shut down, locked down. Should I go get bagels? <laughs> I went, no, they always stale. You already know that. Don't get bagels. And then my son, My 12-year-old said, Mom, you know, you haven't made your bagels in a really long time. Because this was a concept I had. It was a whole love project from when I was 16 years old. And I had a book of recipes, different types of bagels. So I said, you know what? Fine. Go to the Bronx. Go get me my flour. And the flour I use only comes in commercial sizes. So 50-pound sacks. What kind of flour is it? I'm guessing something specific. It's it's a blend. I make a blend between two different flours to make them have the consistency (laughs) that they have. I can't tell you that secret. (laughs) Fair enough, I understand. So I told my husband, just pick it up, and he's like, what are we going to do with 150 pounds of flour? I said, listen, I'll make a lot of bagels, <laughs> but it's fine because it's something to do with the kids, and I'll make bagels for your grandparents, for my family, and then as we're sitting talking, I have a lot of friends in healthcare. My son goes, you know, Mom, you always say to do something good. What if we also make some bagels for your friends in the hospitals? I said, you know what, buddy, that's a great idea. So that's how we'll utilize this flour, utilize the time, I've got serious ADHD, not being able to go to work. I was like, oh, what am I going to do with myself? I need to be productive. So it really just started as a, I got to make some bagels for my kid. <laughs> and I'm going to make it for other people. It's just something to do and occupy my time and notes of encouragement, find a way to be useful. And then it just blew up from there. When you, you just said that you shut down your other business. Now, yeah. you are currently operating out of Greenwich and previously to this, you were in Harrison. Yep. So what, what actually was the other business that you wound up shutting down? No, well, it's, oh, it's reopened since phase three, but I have a skin and healthcare clinic that does okay. advanced medical grade laser aesthetics. I've had it since 2008. Oh, wow. So I had location in Stanford. I have a location in Yonkers. Prior to that, I also had one in Yorktown Heights. And so I had to close Stanford and Yonkers because of the mandates that we weren't allowed to operate. So 
that's a pretty wide range of things that you do and handle then. <laughs> you know, you would expect it to be like, we produce something that helps you make bagels on my right. other business. Right, yeah, no, not, <laughs> but it's not like, in the least. No, we do laser stuff uh, over here and help. <laughs> yeah, no, I do skincare and body care, yeah. So you were cranking around on this recipe that you've been developing for some time, and you just mentioned to me that you were 16, essentially, putting these recipes together. Yes. And this was specifically just like a dough recipe for bagels? So, or? No, when I was, I was emancipated when I was really young. And so I was living on my own. I actually was staying with my uncle for a little while. And I got a job at Village Square Bagels in Largemont. And I used to have to go and open up really early. And there's nothing like a fresh bagel. I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. <laughs> I would tell all the guys, like, give me all the fresh bagels you can. But then I noticed as I'm putting them out, making the sandwiches, like these stale so quickly. When you try to make a sandwich, everything falls out the other end. It scrapes the roof of your mouth. Watching kids try to eat it, like your jaw hurts. So I'm like, why does it stale so quickly? I'm someone, again, I have ADHD and I have to like, I need to know everything. I always was into the culinary field. When I, I've been cooking since I was literally four years old. And when I was little, I would do like dinner parties for my family, make menus. So it kind of rerouted because I was on my own, I couldn't really go to culinary school. It kind of felt like a starving artist job for me. So I saw this bagel opportunity to just kind of occupy my time of a different avenue of what I wanted to explore. So I started experimenting, borrowing different flowers, trying to make a bagel that would be like fresh from the oven, have that same texture, but it would have a longer shelf life in that aspect. So you still have where a child can eat it without, you know, and actually finish the entire bagel. And I thought, what if we could fill things with bagels? I just got ideas that I was hoping that the guys in the back would do, but they were like, no, you're crazy. We have tons of bagels we have to make, and that's it. Who's so, going to eat yeah. a bagel that's got pizza <laughs> stuff all over right. the top of it? I will. But I will it's also the, the time that it takes. And, you know, you're yeah. doing a high volume. <laughs> so I said, you know, I, I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to have my own little concept, little, like, cafe bagel shop and kind of do my own artisan-type bagels. It was like a little bit of like a pipe dream down the line. Created my bagel recipe, found the perfect one. And then over time, as I would make stuff for friends, I would come up with different ideas like, oh, I have this in the fridge. Oh, I have th this would be a great idea. Then I created bagel bombs where they're the actual stuff filled bagels. And then I ended up meeting a few friends and other people, an ex-boyfriend of mine who worked in the union. And every time he called me, he was always at a food truck. This is 2013. Food trucks were like booming. And he'd be like, he, I would try it. And he would say, Oh my God, this is so amazing. You, if you had a food truck, do you understand the business you would do? And so then I said, you know what? Maybe I can make this a food truck concept. So now we're talking, I started developing a more extensive idea of a menu while working. My main business around 2015, 2016. And then, you know, my business is just busy. I have, a, I was a single mom at the time. So it kind of just fell a little to the wayside. So that's essentially like kind of the evolution of where it came. It really started from when I was quite young. When you mention a food truck that in my head does bagels, I just think about like the Apo ice cream truck where you roll around at 8.30 in the morning with the sound coming on to let people know <laughs> that you're in town and you can get yeah. your fresh bagels. Like, would you not run outside if her truck was just driving down the street with the sound? Those, yeah. 100%. Totally. And, you know, there's... Wait, there's an Apple ice cream truck? Wait, no. what? What did you say? The Apple ice cream no, truck? No, I was saying it's, oh, Apple, like opposite. Oh, oh, oh. Opposite right. ice cream truck version where it's like a bagel truck and you'd have your little sound on the horn coming yep. off, right? You'd... That might be a genius idea, actually. 
stored in the back of our things yeah. to accomplish soon. I kind of came up with that first. Yeah, you get. No, I'm sorry. We, we just robbed I, her entire game plan. I know. I'm right recording. There. <laughs> so, I mean, there's hardships, though, in having to have a, tr- if you were to have a truck right. with the bagels anyway, because right. you need somewhere to be producing them. And I could imagine, not knowing anything about how to make a bagel, that you need some hot machinery to you wind up cooking multiple, these things. Uh, well, You'd be surprised what I did with my home oven. Tell us what smoke. goes into that. Like what goes into making, making them? Making a bagel. Educate me. So you're making your dough, your basic bagel dough. You have two proofing processes. If you're adding stuff to it, that happens right when it's going in that right before the kettle boil. I kettle boil my bagels, and then you're baking them. And so I mean, it's not too. What in- is the kettle boil? The kettle boil is it consists of like a syrup, which is like a malt syrup okay. and a little bit of salt. Some people don't put salt, some people do. Um, it's just boil, basically boiling water with a little bit of ah. flavoring, which kind of gives it that flavor on the outside and a little bit more of a golden crust. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a very, like, systematic process. But when you're doing all the variables that I do within my bagels, I wouldn't say it make, makes it complicated, but it does add a little bit more prep time. Sure. Because of my recipe, though, a lot of bagel dough recipes you have to proof overnight or people use, like, a yeast starter. And that's where then you have people, like, we only operate two days a week. you got to pre-order days in advance. I'll get I, Valentine's Day. I had someone call in a huge order. Oh, my gosh. I was like, you've lost your mind. I've been Valentine's Day was booked since December. But depending on how the flow of everything goes, I could kind of integrate it and just add a, a little bit more, you know, 540 grams more flour. It's fine, and I can kind of crank it out if they're flexible on pickup time. So technically, with my bagel recipe, I am able to do same-day things and not have that overnight proofing, which is kind of where that would get hairy if I was to do a food truck. So that's I where my I should have done bagels for Valentine's Day. That would have hit much better than the flowers. It just hit me right now. I, you mean at home in your personal life? Yeah. 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 No, I yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> I could have put like, I love you so much on that. Because I've done the flowers now a couple of times yeah. and I was, I was at a loss. I didn't, I didn't have an, she's going to listen to this too now. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have an idea. So I just got flowers. I mean, they were nice flowers. So, uh, but bagels would have hit nice, especially these, especially these. Especially the oven, nice and hot. You can customize oh, it. They, I mean, they look beautiful without. Babe, when you hear this, you're in about three weeks behind, so you probably won't hear this for a while. <laughs> but when you do, I, I owe you some bagels. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, what is the complete time that it would take to make a bagel from step one to step Today something? was like the best gauge for me <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if I can curse on this. I curse a lot. I'm sorry. I was Go for like, it. I was like, shit, I want to make them and, and bring them there. I don't want to just talk about bagels. You guys have never this had is all it. For all fault, you know, they like, these are the worst Not garbage bagels ever. So I said, this is actually perfect because I'm going to try to do it really fast. Normally, I'm not thinking about time. Generally, when I'm scheduling orders for time, I'll always overestimate because I always want to get an order out on time and not run late. I started the dough, which is a, a small batch, what made about eight, nine bagels. I started the dough at 1.35, and it came out of all of them with the toppings and everything came out of the oven literally when I text you, which was 2.30-ish. Yeah, a couple a minutes before, before 2.30. That's yeah. impressive as hell. Wow. Start to finish in yeah. about an hour. Yes. So, so that's if I'm like speeding. I couldn't do super that. super small. Yeah. That's aggressive. So then, yeah. Now take that, right? And these so, are phenomenal. That's phenomenal how I did 8,000 bagels. bagels in a month. <laughs> So how many can you produce at one in your current standing? Or in one sitting? Standing? Like how one how sitting? large of a batch can you produce at once? Oh, oh, so I don't like to 
do too much because again the dough proofs and my recipe if it can overproof itself because it's built to be able to do as a made to order i generally do it, about two and a half dozen at a time but i can do that batch let that proof and then start another batch so at once i'm making anywhere between like six to seven and a half dozen at, at a time that can all come out at once like there's a lot of bagels like yeah. you know you're talking about so my, my brother, for example, doesn't have Instagram anymore. So he, he didn't see the post that I put up. Right. I, I called, I, I reached out to Britt when she was posting up these beautiful photos of these baby Yoda uh, <laughs> bagels. And I saw it and I was like, nothing would make my girlfriend happier than if I arrived home with baby Yoda bagels. So sure enough, that's why do you we, keep saying bagels like that? Is that a Florida thing? Oh, thank the God bagels. you said it's like, <laughs> been irritating the shit out of me. I was like, is he from Canada? Where's he from? Why are you saying that? Wait, slow down. What's wrong with the way I say bagels? <laughs> that, was that was better. That was better. Yeah. That was better. So you, you say it's like, bagels. You've been yeah. saying like bagels. What do you guys say? Bagels. bagels. Say it again, but not in unison. One at a time. Nooms. Bagels. Just bagels. Brit. Bagels. Bagels. Like B-A-Y. <laughs> Bagels. I don't get it. But anyway. Oh, shit. And yeah, there could be some Florida things in there. Who knows? And that's another thing to talk about in a second. But I said, you know, it would make her nothing happier than to see these things that are circular doughs with holes in the middle. And sure enough, I was able to score some. And Disclosure, Britt said, hey, these are yesterday's. They're not going to be as fresh as they were. But she did pack a couple other goodies in there, things I would never order, like a cinnamon swirl bagel. And I've got to say, we ate. I'm not going to be able to hear it. <laughs> so anyway, I heat it up. I put the cream cheese on it. We eat it. And then I go, well, I'm still hungry. So I cut the other one open. And I didn't realize that inside the cinnamon swirl that it's it was. cinnamon roll bagel, It's yeah. literally like that. And then there was a frosting to dip it into. And that's that's what, what these just, are over here. That's what that is right yeah, there. so what she was just saying though about you getting lockjaw trying to eat bagels, they're just so soft. Like they're just so damn soft. I ate the whole thing and I put the other one away and I said take this from me because I can't eat three <laughs> bagels in one sitting. Um, but then now being a Floridian to some extent in the earlier part of my life, we learned that you can't get a proper bagel. Correct. Good job. That was okay? That was excellent. Okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> in Florida, and we'd always say maybe it was because of the humidity or the water. The water. And say water again? Water. So the people listening on the West Coast right now are like, well, why is she saying water like that? Because I'm from New York. It's water. It's proper. <laughs> yeah. But so it is probably likely the water we suspect. Yeah. And I don't know if you know the deepness of why the water is so much different up here versus down there. Isn't it there. like fluoride content and whatnot? Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. the way they purify. It's the, the channels that they're getting the water from. It, you know, the pH balance of the water can affect it. I use purified water. I don't even use... So my bagel recipe can actually be made in Anywhere. any state because I use specifically purified water. Well, that sounds super franchisable, yeah. doesn't it? Very good thinking. Um, you said that. Brooklyn, it can be used in any state. Like, we're getting ready for that. Yeah. Brooklyn Bagel Co., I believe it is, mm -hmm. operates down in Florida. And the rumor was always that they imported their water. Yes. They also, the, um, I believe they use, instead of water, they actually steam them. Interesting. So that you don't have that infusion of what is really, I want to say it's more probably acidic that changes that texture and flavor. But I heard that they actually imported special, like, steam to steam them versus boiling them. And re rewind now, too, where 
you know, my brother didn't know about this, but his wife was saying, hey, the Yoda bagels, the Yoda bagels. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Because <laughs> now he doesn't have Instagram. He yeah. doesn't see the picture that I posted up there. And I had to explain it. So I'm showing him the bagel. And he's like, wow, those are awesome. Like, where do I get those? I go, well, you got to put an order in. And he goes, yeah, where do I put the order through? And, like, it'll just arrive. And then she's sitting there looking at the phone. And she's like, well, we got to, like, place the order. But wait, now they, they can't take an order for like another two weeks or something ahead of time. So like you're so, almost backed up with orders to this well, point. Well, from when I started, I had a six-week revolving waiting list. Insane. Yeah. Now, the reason that also was was because, again, I'm a mom of two children, one being a toddler, and I still have two other businesses that I run. And then I have, you know, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, was going through treatments. I am someone where I'm not in it necessarily for the money. Like, I love what I do, and I'm someone that's really hardcore on ethics. So, yes, family comes first. I'm not going to say, like, I'm going to hang out and play with my kids over taking an order. Like, no. But, essentially, I'm someone where I've owned a business for a while, and so I know there are contingencies, unforeseen occurrences that could happen. So I, at first, compounded my schedule where I was so resentful with myself, and I was killing myself, and it was just, it, it wasn't sustainable. So I said, if I want, I'm a big on consistency, and I want everything to, it has to come out perfect. If there's a bagel that I feel is just like somewhat overdone, I would redo the entire thing. Like, I didn't care. It needs to always be right. So I structure my schedule where I leave that insurance policy for that. You can always, and I put it everywhere on the website, where if you want for a specific day, specific time, my suggestion is to always book as far in advance as possible. But I can't tell you how many times I've taken a last minute order because I I always, I'm a people pleaser. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I structure it all out where you can absolutely put in a last minute order. But if you want for, like, I'll have someone say six dozen. Like, that's a lot when I already have a fully booked day. I can technically do it, but I'm going to be killing myself, screaming at someone to, like, be quiet, screaming at my husband because I'm, like, so my nerves get so high, strung, that it doesn't make it worth it to me. Will I do that often like I did yesterday? For sure. Now, I didn't really scream at everyone. <laughs> but I, I don't ever want to overpromise. And then all of a sudden, I'm like an hour late. I just, I never, I want to avoid that because that slowly started to happen as I was like, yeah, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And it just got too much. Again, I've got a toddler, so you never know what's going to happen with that. So, no, you don't have to put in an order one to two weeks ahead. You can do it the night before. I get messages to the Google Voice. I have the business line linked to Google Voice because some people don't want to call. Some people are like, I'm so scared. How do I order? (laughs) Well, I don't bite. You can just text message, and we'll, I'll get back to you. I'm usually awake managing Instagram or doing a million other things. Um, so you could just text it. You can ask all your questions there. But I've also made everything, like, in PDF format on every page of the page. It should, to me, I'm like, this should be so simple. But I'm finding for some reason people, some people are like, how do I order? I go, well, I don't call Smokehouse and go, hey, how do I place an order? You're like, well, you called me. So when you message me, how do I place an order? Like, Help, just give me the order or where's your <laughs> you, menu? You'd be you, surprised. We get a plenty yeah, of those phone calls. You, you, you know what? Surprised. I find that comforting because my husband will laugh at me and I'm like cursing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? No, we get them all what the time. What do you mean where's my menu? The <laughs> amount of time it took you to send me that message, you could have just typed Brit Bagel and it comes up right on Google. I'm on Google, Yelp, TripAdvisor. Like it's everywhere. In, link in the bio, on the highlights. Like it's so when I'm also making orders and I'm trying to also get back to people, it, it drives me nuts. But I go back so many times into our back end 
yeah. and try to figure it out because people will call. We try to funnel as many, just the same thing, funnel as many people as we can to our website to yeah. order online so they don't have to talk to somebody so they can see it and it's less confusing or the communication doesn't right. break down. So if they're just online and do it, you know, you did it, you clicked you it, go. you got yeah. it, whatever the price you paid, you don't have to worry about the I told the guy this. Well, you told nobody. You know, it's on there. We can. <laughs> exactly. You know, everything's there. So many times I've spent like an hour, two hours at night trying to fix the back end to make it easier after spending time on. The I've literally sat on the phone. Someone called. I'm trying to order on your website. Okay. What's what's the problem? He's like, how do you do it? And then he's on the phone and I'm and I'm he's ordering through the website with me on the phone telling him how to what to click next. And, what, and I was like, do you want me to just take the order on the phone? I'm here. Like, you know, I was like, I could just. <laughs> I, made, I made one of my clients laugh because she had actually gotten bagels from me the other week. And I was telling her why I was so frustrated. I go, people will literally call and like either just leave their name. Like, that doesn't help me. Like, what's, what's the order? So then, <laughs> right. So then I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I can also differentiate if it's someone who's older that doesn't really know how to. And totally, I'll call back. Of course. But they'll literally ask questions. Whereas I'm talking to Michael, I would just like to inform you, everything that I have Ted said to you, I've read off of my website. <laughs> Nothing was like, right. like I, I read this off the website. It's right there. And then they'll go, well, can I just text you the order? Please. Please do. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. Please yeah. and thank you. So like in scaling, though, you know, as, as much as it's easy to send a text across and send an email across and, you know, you've offered up all these different ways for somebody to order, like a lot of times if you then decide to get to the point where you want to expand the business even further to scale, you well, have to automate these to make them easier. So that's going to be super right? easy. The only reason I operate it this way is because I single-handedly do every single thing. The only help I really get, my husband does all of like my Home Depot runs or Home Depot restaurant. I always do that. Restaurant Depot <laughs> runs. Same thing. You know, wherever, wherever I need to send him to get stuff. And like sometimes he'll make boxes and stamp them. And sometimes I'll help make cream cheeses, but essentially everything I do myself. And so because of that, I can't really put it on an automated system because if it's a day I got to take my kid to the doctor, like I can't just put set hours. I extend them. I have someone who put in a request tonight. Can I pick up a bagel order at 1030? And normally, you know, I'm nuts. So I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Like I'll, I'll fire it up and I'll do it. Um, as I am growing to scale just because of the demand, that's going to be super easy because now I'm going to have people, I have people that I'm training mm -hmm. um, that that is, here's the set times, here's, I don't have to be contingent just upon much, uh, just upon my schedule and, you know, all of the other things that I have going on that could kind of affect that. So that's going to be much easier. I just, I didn't think it was going to grow and become this like it has. Um, but as things are happening, I'm actually currently testing to ship for gold belly gold belly reached out so the Great. second i get awesome. on gold belly um which should be like in the next month or two that is that everything's going to be all on a on a schedule order online all those features will be on the website i just hope sure you know still get questions. i hope you know what you're getting yourself <laughs> into because i've walked into walters and seen the entire wall yeah. lined with gold belly deliveries oh no i'm aware i, I yeah and wait until someone in chicago calls you up and says can you just bring it to chicago do i have to go through gold belly oh oh i i've gotten some crazy stuff someone in peekskill was like well why can't you deliver oh i don't know because it's a pandemic and it's like peak yeah. let me call it peekskill baby like why can't you deliver a blogger got it well, do you know if the blog if i delivered to that blogger in your area they probably picked up the order i don't know who a blogger is or not people are yeah you you guys know yeah I, and I only bring up the, the email and receiving of the yeah. orders because as I'm helping my buddy out at the Yacht Club, we're receiving both reservations and orders to the email. 
and email things get lost in that little uh, what is it like the inbox the category essentially yeah where it's not specifically going to a specific place so there's a lot of jumble in between because you get Best Buy ads and you get you know whatever else Restaurant Depot ads in there and uh, yeah my concern would be as you completely scale and more orders come in you know something gets so lost I don't in the do press. email orders I don't check emails I tell okay. people don't don't call me text me don't don't email me and if you do and it's important then you have to text me that I got an email like and if you left a voicemail it's never going to be heard I just want to let you know that <laughs> that's a good disclaimer <laughs> yeah as like, long as I, people know up front right like I'm su- super super busy I can read things off my Apple watch I've got five robots Alexa Google all of them they can read me back stuff like I'll do 50,000 things at once again shout out to the ADHD <laughs> so with the text and why I prefer the text and the Instagram, DM, and Facebook is because I can reference things. I can scroll up and know what your previous order history was. I can know a lot of times I'll invoice an order, which also acts as my order ticket. So please review this. Make sure all the counts. Make sure everything's correct. If it's correct, here's how you submit your payment details, all of that. They'll be, yeah, it's correct. And then I'm in the middle of making the order, and the numbers are off. Now, if I was to sit while I'm in the middle of producing six orders at once and try to get someone on the phone, which they may not be readily available, something's going to over, like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? But completely cutting that out, I can literally, 99.9% of the time, I can scroll up and see where I or someone else had invoiced it might have missed it and completely correct it within 45 seconds or less versus having to, you know, panic myself and cause a whole uproar. So that makes it really easy. Or someone can say, you know, my husband ordered and this was it, and I don't remember what it was, I can go back and reference it. It also gives that kind of personal experience experience with my customer because I then know this is your birthday, like this is, was your special order, this is the person's name, and I, I have that personal relationship with each customer, which I think is important and why I like kind of keeping it small. Um, so, yeah, that's why I prefer it personally. So you've got order minimums now per person, too, to make sure that you're producing enough to make it worthwhile because they're very custom, right? Well, the order minimums are really just because it's the smallest batch I can make. So I broke okay. down my half dozen, or you know, where it's like 270 grams of flour, and that can produce like three to four bagels. Do I necessarily want to have to do that? No, but because I have so many orders throughout a day, sometimes if someone just doesn't have an, they have an uneven order, like they want eight bagels, it's no problem. But if it's like... This was a day that I'm working in my other office and I wasn't really planning to work and they want nine bagels. I'm sorry, just make it a dozen. Like, it's, that's, I might as well, or I'll just add extra bagels in because I don't want to waste food, which is a big reason why I do the whole made-to-order aspect. The amount of food wasted in bagel shops is disgusting. Like, it's horrible. And it also doesn't ensure everything can be fresh if you're just making everything ahead of time, things go bad. And so I try to avoid that. So what does a Maybe like a dozen everything bagels cost if I come to you. Sixteen ninety nine. Sixteen ninety nine. And now, now that's just an everything bagel. Mm-hmm. How about the price on say like these the baby Yoda, for so example? So the baby Yodas are four twenty five each. They're larger. Which is than what the, I suspected it to be. Yeah, about. they're yeah. they're larger than the standard bagel yeah. though. They're exactly. bigger because they're oh. two because they're two different doughs. So I have to yeah. make two separate batches. The whole process to make it. They're also the eyes are hand drawn yeah. on the ears. So oh, you don't have to justify yeah. it. I would literally <laughs> say that it was probably $4.50. No, well, me, I'm like a, I'm a frugal person, so I always try to put myself into the consumer's shoes where yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to pay what I would pay and not feel, I like yeah, value. Yeah, I'm correct. all about value. I'm with you. Which I'm is also the whole made-to-order because if you bite into that bacon bagel, there's two Fresh. strips of chopped bacon in there. It's not like three <laughs> little bites. Like, no, I'm packing it with bacon. If I'm doing a Nutella bagel bomb, 
everyone's like, there's like fucking $40 worth of this salmon here. I'm like, bro, I know. Because it's going to be worth it. And I gave you extra Nutella too. You know, you want, because that's also a big part of customer service. So, um, so there's the specialty most, charge, I'm, charges. I'm waiting to bite into that bacon one. I, I didn't want to eat another bagel while we were sitting here. It's, it's less grams as like the standard like heavy bagel. So don't even feel like it's... Oh, it's no, I wasn't worried for a health reason. Oh, just okay. for just... <laughs> Not at all worried about that. I was just because we were talking. I didn't want yeah. to sit here and eat a bagel the whole entire time. <laughs> no, no, yeah, if you bite into it, there, there's... No, there's I'm, I'm slinging barbecue over here. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> so what's yeah. the most expensive bagel then that you currently have? I would probably say the, the Baby Yoda is currently the most expensive. But four fifty and... That, but you then you're talking bagel bombs. Bagel bombs. The most expensive bagel bomb is the Philly cheesesteak bagel bombs. And what is a bagel bomb? So a bagel bomb is a stuffed bagel. So I take my Wait, bagel recipe... Getting- this is getting out of hand. I, I lay it out. Are, and are there any sleep. of those in the no, box anymore? I wish. <laughs> but I'm going to make some and bring them to you guys, I promise, because you do have to try them. So I've got a bunch of different Nutella ones. I've got your bacon, egg, and cheese. I have your everything. So like the everything bagel bomb. I do soft scrambled eggs. I make an everything home fry. So it's like chopped potatoes, scallions, tricolored peppers, everything bagel seasoning, caramelized onions, and regular onions all sauteed. That gets put. All this is made. So while dough is being made, I'm making everything fresh. Again, everything's fresh, made to order. If you order a caramelized onion bagel, I'm caramelizing those onions while the dough is being made. So that's got your eggs, your home fries, your sausage patty, your bacon, your cheese. It's wrapped and rolled into a giant bagel bomb and topped with everything bagel seasoning. It's wrapped and rolled. So So the presentation on it is similar to a bagel. No, it's it looks like. Almost, uh, let's see, like a... I wanna, Maybe like a calzone? But not, kind of? it's, it's, I would say, oval, oval shaped, okay. but large. Right. <laughs> so it's like a bagel without the hole, but a little bit more, like you know, more yeah, rectangular. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, depending on which one it is, the same with the Philly cheesesteak. That's filled with New York strip steak, caramelized onions, cheese stop, Whiz, American stop, cheese, and it's stop. coated in garlic, fresh garlic <laughs> Cheese butter. Whiz and American cheese. That's oh, the way to cheesy, do that. Cheesy, cheesy. It's got to be wrong. cheese on cheese. So God then damn. what do bagel bombs cost then? So bagel bombs are anywhere. There's also a PB&J one, so they cost anywhere from 375 to $15. Okay, and which one is fifteen dollars? Probably Philly the steak, steak and cheese one. Philly cheesesteak <laughs> is about like Mr. Baggles, like half the size of my forearm. It's this big. It's it's huge. Like again, I fill these suckers up. There's about like three quarters of a pound of New York strip in there. If I could get myself to the gym just like twice in one week, <laughs> I'll reward myself at the end yeah, of the right? week and put one of these orders through with you. Yeah, totally. Just get the Peloton and you meet me on there in the morning and we're good to go. <laughs> that actually might incentivize me going to the gym. Like, ah, I gotta check on Justin so he doesn't think I'm slacking. But uh, alright, so this is this is interesting because, you know, your schedule is so hectic as it is. Mm-hmm. You're putting through all these orders. Mm-hmm. How do you have any time for yourself? I'm a, a different breed. This is time for myself. I love doing it. I, go, I love it. So there'll be days where my husband will be like, you really need to like, just take some time off. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll just be sitting there. I'm like, an idea. And, then, and I'm like, let me try this out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he'll, he'll just hear like the big giant commercial. <laughs> he'll hear the whole bar click on. And he's like, all right, let me just leave her alone. And I'm like, now try this. I, I just, I love it. I love it. So for me, it's kind of my version of self-care, which is, I know, a little strange. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, working out is the other time that I find for myself. You're evidently a morning person, though, considering that bagels are a morning object that are eaten, right? Oh, for like, sure. I start anywhere between 1 and 3 a.m., depending on the schedule for the day and what my schedule is in my other office. 1 to 3 a.m.? Between 1 and 3, I'm actually starting. I'm up and starting. 
So you're asleep by like 7 p.m. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I can't. So, so my kids don't even go to bed at 7, so I've got a two-year-old. So I, they're usually eating between 6.30 and 7, and then I have to also manage the Instagram for both businesses. I have to get back to people's responses, any emails or text message orders, questions that are had for both businesses. Um, I will usually clean prep, try to make boxes, look at what my orders are if I get last-minute order requests, um, set up the boxes so that makes it a little bit, can cut down on my time because my husband still also has a job and can't always help me. It's exhausting. Yeah, my oldest is Jay, in school Jay doesn't understand. He still thinks people should sleep eight or nine hours. <laughs> I wish. I wish. But yeah, no, I, I don't. So like, And I'll have like a Westchester blogger will message me at like 3.30 in the morning something and I'll respond. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? up? I'm like, bro, you already know. I don't sleep. And then I'll send her a video of like the mixer on. She's like, I can't. Like, this is fucking crazy. And it, but then I'll hit a point where I burn out and I'm like, I'm dying. And I have to take, for me, taking a day is I'll do six to 10 orders in the morning and and I'll be done by like noon, one o'clock. And then I'm just sitting on my couch with my two-year-old, like, come best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just sit here and vegetate. Yeah, and I'll tell my 12-year-old, Aiden, get me some chips. I'm like, I don't want to get up and do nothing. Like, I'll have to pee for like six hours and I'm not getting up. It's funny because that drive of character you don't see too often, uh, where people just, they that's what they do. They just forward motion. They investigate. They figure things out. They try, fail. They try again. They work it out. And it just, there's no stopping. And I, I very much agree that, yeah, you have that burnout period of time at some point. But where, you know, you talk about the Shark Tank guys not wanting to invest in things that are not proprietary. Occasionally, you see them just invest in the person. Like, that's right, right there. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the other half. What? Oh, I mean, the other half of no, value of investing? Nothing in, in our business is proprietary. You're sure. always investing in the people. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would You can't copyright put, a bagel. Can you not? Copy? You can. Maybe a bad When I see people recipe. copy things, people will like tag me and stuff. I, I get mad. Like I get like, oh. at least I throw <laughs> props, you know? Like, oh, this was inspired by this. And yeah. I, but then I also have to sit there and like get real with myself. Like, come on. Like, really? I actually said to myself, I go, Smokehouse, there's so many, there's different barbecue places. I'm sure they've tried to copy things. And you just, you have to kind of eat it. There's how many taco places, but you have to just do you and do the best that you can do when it comes to kind of your field, your wheelhouse. And so yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a hundred people coming up with trying to do bagel bombs or bagel bites, whatever it is I do. And I kind of just have to eat it and just keep, you know, doing my thing and not worrying about everybody else. Uh, Swiss Beats producer once somebody asked him, what do you do when people steal your beats? And he goes, can't do anything. You just got to make more hot beats. Yeah. And yeah. like that stuck with me for so long where a hundred percent you're going to have quote unquote competition or people doing things similar to you and you just have to do them twice as good and yep. twice as large yep. than everyone else is doing them. And I think yep. that's the way to go. Um, Britt, what's the website? www.brittandcobagels.com And you don't want them to put an order through via email. You want them to put an order in on the Instagram. Yeah, well, I don't, I, well, there is an email there, but no, they could do it through text message to the main line, Instagram, or Facebook. At 1 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) And you can pick it up at 3.30. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, they they do it all hours. Guys, don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button because, you know, algorithms. Waiting on Fries will release freshly in the short form on Tuesdays, covering real-life issues we see in our bars and restaurants. 
And Thursdays, look for our conversations with restaurants, breweries, public figures, companies, and anyone else that pertains to the hospitality industry. This has been On the Record.